I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. have like two podcasts that we do every time we do it one's off the record and one's on the record yeah oh, no. <laughs> that's good the off the record one's gonna make you guys millions in your memoirs later i know right <laughs> right <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our special bonus episode of Who Will Survive. Uh, Marco and I are here with a special guest from uh, 2018 horror movie known as Head Game. Uh, joining us is actor and producer Chris Hayes. Uh, how's it going, Chris? Going well, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, great, great. Um, it was really cool that uh, we just sort of got in touch by coincidence because you saw one of my posts about the movie and we just sort of chatted it up a little bit and... Uh, Ended yeah. up here, so uh, anything yeah. that we can try and do to help you uh, at least get a few more people interested in the movie, we're happy yeah. to do so. Uh, yeah, when you're, a, when you're a small production company, you kind of have to handle your own social media. So I saw right. that pop. I was, I was super, yeah, I was super happy. You to definitely see have to do the footwork. You know, yeah. you got to, you do it all. Yeah. Um, so why don't we? Uh, Talk a little bit about your uh, production company and, and some of the stuff that you've been working on recently before we get into the, uh, the movie proper. Um, sure. what's, uh, what is the name of your company and how are you? Are you like the owner, the manager, co-owner? Um, how is yeah. that all set up for you guys? Uh, our, our production company is Sunday Funday Films, which of course is the first thing you think of when you're thinking of a horror movie. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, the, there's three of us that are principal partners. Uh, Marion Brooks and Jeff Stearns um, are my other partners as well, and we're all uh, equal share partners there, um, each adding a little bit uh, different type of skill set and values to what the company is. Jeff was a former actor mm-hmm. uh, and then got into, into producing, and uh, Marion's an attorney, entertainment attorney, uh, so he has a whole different, he, he has the intelligence that we sometimes, the important part. Yes. That is right. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And, um, sorry, how many movies have you guys done together under this, this group? So we, uh, we started out like most other production companies doing short films, which are right. uh, absolutely fantastic and great practice to cut your teeth on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we sort of, you know, got the, as most people do, the audacity after being, you know, actors that are like, you know, we could, we could do that. That's, sure. That's sure. We, could, we could handle. And then you start doing it, even on a short film, you realize like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of magic that happens mm-hmm. way after you're done and everyone's done kissing your ass on set all day. Right, right. Um, that, but we, we learned a lot of lessons from it. And we, the whole point of the, doing that was, you know, it would be pretty arrogant of us to go into saying, hey, we'll just make a feature film our first year out. So, you know, we spent a couple of years going to, in the festivals and, and, uh, and doing short films and a range of topics, but they all were, they were something very personal to us, um, definitely some weirder type uh, content. And to sure, me, sure. Anything, anything normal is kind of, uh, you know, uninteresting. Yeah, so right. <laughs> picking stuff that kind of was uh, that pushed the envelope a little bit. Um, and then uh, as a production company, we've done two features now, uh, Head Game and then the other one, Limerence. Um, is a romantic comedy, so completely on the other end of the spectrum, but it's got its right. own, yeah, it's a romantic, romantic, uh, romantic dramedy, I would say. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had actually seen in your credits that you have done a, a ton of work on shorts. Um, have you done work on other people's shorts as well, not just uh, for your own production company? Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's one of the benefits. That's how you, you build a network in Los Angeles, by working with as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah. And, when you know you sort of I scratch your back, you scratch my back, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helped out in Head Game, for instance, because several of the actors there I know from acting class who asked me okay. to participate their own shorts. And so when it came down to, hey, do you guys want to come to Metropolis, Illinois, and shoot a movie with us? Mm-hmm. They were much more yeah likely to say yes. That you know I've worked with Chris before and I can trust him. Sure. Because you never know. Yeah, there's always a you know, a wild card or something. You want to know who you're working with, and and you kind of build a, <laughs> a film family. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I've I've heard other people uh, interview just involved with movies, and they've used that same term of of, of their film family. So that definitely um, seems to be kind of a theme that rings true to a lot of these um, smaller productions like yours. Um, mm-hmm. So what uh, some of the other stuff that you've worked on? What would you say are some of the the more interesting projects that you've done, or, or films that you've been a part of whether it was acting only or whether you were actually a, a part of the production as well yeah I've, I've been i've been lucky to be in anything to be honest with you so every single one of them has a special place in my heart but uh the, the things like the question always asked when you're introduced to one of your parents friends is like oh what do i recognize you from you look familiar and sure. so, right. then that in that moment i would say was uh i did, I did a movie um with shaleen woodley and ashley judd uh called divergent and, oh, right, uh, right. Yeah, the, the the biggest project I'd ever been involved with, to be sure, mm-hmm. and it was yeah, an absolutely you know awe inspiring experience. We shot in downtown Los Angeles in the fashion district, and there was just like this enough people there you know to occupy a small city in and of itself. Right. So it was just 
coming from a set where there's like the same guy doing the, the gaffing is you know, also doing like the sound recording. And then you've got like, oh, there's like 10,000 people uh, as extras here. So uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was really, really cool to have that sort of experience juxtaposed with what I was used to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's important too, where to, have, to be an actor and you're, doing, you're, you're trying to do is to learn the trade as a whole. I think that's very noble and, and um, important, you know, to understand the lighting and the, everything that's going on because I think that'll give you a better appreciation as an actor of what everybody else is going through behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So even doing like independent films too, it's like, it's like, it's huge that you are doing, like you said, you know, one guy's, you, you know, you could be acting plus set up and, and take and tear down and stuff like that. It's, it's something that I don't think a lot of people know about what, uh, <laughs> what a lot of, uh, independent films do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, that, that's spot on. A lot of the best actors, I, you know, someone works long enough. They know what angles, um, yeah. they're, they're being lit on, and like that. This it just adds the professionalism of it, rather than just showing up and not really caring. You know, they will have conversations, you know, very articulately with, um, you know, the the best boy or the, the gaffer or something about mm-hmm. how they're looking right now because they know um, how they look on camera from every angle. So right, it's, right. It's really great. Sometimes it can be a pain in the ass when you got someone like that, but at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, no, that's cool. Um, have you had a, a particular movie that you were in that was uh, something that you really loved, maybe that people didn't know, but that uh, you would recommend as just like a really awesome movie, whether it was a horror movie or uh, some other, you know, a romantic comedy or action or a thriller? Or yeah, um, that's that's a great question. I I was in a movie. My my very first, unfortunately, it. As it also often happens, not all movies that you're you know end up making uh, ever come out. Sure. So I was my very first project, and it was my first year in Los Angeles, like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned for um, someone who had become one of my best friends out there. I didn't know him at the time though, and it was called The Loneliest Road in America. And I remember getting the audition and and you know doing a so-so job, and then getting called back and like absolutely crushing it, and then nice. getting off the part. Um, and then we shot the movie on location. We shot it from, uh, from it takes place on Highway 50, the loneliest road in America is the nickname for it because there's nothing there, a bunch of old abandoned mining towns. So we went on location to each one of these places and it was an absolute trip, um, but it never came out. So it was like, I, I got this movie and I'm like, I'm gonna feature film my first year in LA, like I'm gonna be a superstar, man, this shit's easy. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, what do you mean you're not gonna like, Put that out there. So um, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's one of those things. And, it, it, and now it's a you know it's it's one of my favorite experiences. Like I said, I became best friends with almost every person on that cast and crew, and it was uh, absolutely awesome. Yeah, uh, I I did a sci-fi movie that was uh, one of the sci-fi originals. It was like a mockbuster based on um, American battleship. It was called American Warships. Okay, and I shot that in North Carolina. That I felt like a Navy SEAL. That was fun because I had to be with uh, Mario Van Peebles. So that was oh cool. Nice. Yeah. That, that was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, every, everything offers its own, offers its own, yeah, it, it, intrinsic value to it. And I've had a, a like I said, very lucky to have a, so many cool experiences with different types of sets. Sure, sure. And then, uh, what would you say? Uh, is there anything you have coming up that you can actually talk about, um, acting wise or production wise or anything like that? Uh, um, as far as your next projects. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, uh, 
as, as far as what the plans are, I think something involving head game might be might be uh, uh, stewing right now. So we'll 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 see about that. But it's it's super early stage right now. Sure. Um, just just ideas. So uh, okay. depending on how the response goes with everything, it could it could uh, end up being somewhere somewhere in this world of head game. Oh, nice, nice, very cool. Yeah, I seen on your IMDb you have two that are in production that you're at least late, listed as uh, as uh, acting in. Or possibly, I think one of them you even had writing credit in. Have you uh, have you written a lot of stuff, or are you trying to get into doing more writing as well with the producing and acting? Yeah, if you if you're talking about the the road home, that was that was a, a cool uh, a script that I, I co-wrote, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a it's a total comedy um, about two guys who uh, go up to Napa basically to to hit on bachelorette parties. So hmm. it is nothing like. Uh, Nothing like um, like head game, uh, uh, but it was a lot of fun to to write. And uh, I'm I'm kind of a broad strokes guy, so to actually like hone in on actually writing scenes sure. was a huge challenge for me. So it was a really cool exercise. But um, I love I love the the a, a producer a lot of times can do you know more of a broad strokes and then hire a professional who's much more talented. But like yes. we did with head, yeah, Roberto Marinas uh, is a, a very skilled, very technically savvy writer. So mm-hmm, having right. him write head game for us and mm-hmm. having just go, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, this happened? Like right, that right. was, that, that was a really cool, uh, uh asset to have, uh, that I'd have to you know, do something I'm not as good at as he is. Mm-hmm. No, it's, uh, it's definitely nice to have the specialists for things. Um, I, I guess I can relate that to working in home improvement and, uh, some mm-hmm. stuff I'm just like, I, I don't know. You got to call a guy. <laughs> I'm not, right. I'm not qualified for that. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Is this your, is this your first um, horror movie uh, thing that you guys are producing? Or is, are you interested in doing more of that aspect? Or are you, like you said, you want to do all, like you said, like a, like a drama and a comedy and stuff like that? Are you guys trying not to uh, pigeonhole yourself into one theme? Or you want to expand on like multiple uh, genres of movies? Yeah, that's a great question. I, 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 if something speaks to me, like to my sensibilities, then I'm down for whatever genre it is. I wouldn't say, you know, Head Game's even, you know, a wholly of a, a, a horror film. I'm sure you, know, you guys have a, a take on that as well. I say, you know, more psychological thriller. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I had experience. One of the first things I produced was a when found footage was really in vogue in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. We did mm-hmm. a, a movie where I was a paranormal investigator went to an abandoned uh, uh, psychiatric ward and we got locked in there and we all die one by one. It's called the <laughs> and it, 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 okay. just, it looks like, yeah, it looks like, a, you know, uh, every other, you know, found footage movie at that time, really. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it all comes down to the characters and we all improv and I did a lot of, you know, my entire almost script was, was improvisation by me. Um, so it was, that, that was, that was a fun challenge too. Cause you get kind of lost in the character when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Horror genre, I, I, I love that stuff. I love the 80s horror movies, the 90s. Um, and I like what they're doing now. It's, it's those three separate tones for sure. Yes, yeah. Definitely. Cool. Uh, so one last thing before we, uh, we talk about the current movie. Uh, what would you say some of your, uh, I guess, you know, favorite horror movies or, or movies that you like to call back to are, um, you know, depending on what time of year it is, like, you know, a lot of people like to watch Halloween at Halloween time or, you know, certain movies at Christmas time or whatever. Uh, do you have certain ones that you go back to every year or, or on a regular basis? Or do you have some favorite uh, horror movies that you tell people 
that uh yeah you know if they ask you for a recommendation oh man so again yeah i guess i guess i gotta get uh you guys can let me know and call me out if i'm if, <laughs> if, these, if these aren't um you know totally horror standards but one of the ones that i could watch whatever it comes on basically is like my litmus test if it ever comes on you know the guide for tv no matter what part of the movie it is you click on and watch it mm-hmm. like silence of the lambs scream um sure, sure. I, those are those are you know i, I uh, yeah recently i saw um event horizon was on recently yes and yes i love I, that movie yes well you got good taste man um cool. <laughs> the, the the uh you know that that thing scared the crap out of me <laughs> as a kid and I'll, it, yeah. still, uh, it still does Nice. nice. Oh, it, it it definitely holds up, and it's one of those things where I was watching it, and you don't know how impactful it was until after you leave. You go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> that was, sure, sure. That was messed up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Silence of the Lambs is great, and uh, yeah, and um, obviously, uh, Event Horizon and stuff like that's all all good stuff for sure. Uh, cool to see uh, it come back out again. I, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed. loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And the thing, and things are there. People doing cool, like cross genre stuff now, like Get Out. Yeah, well, yes. It, now you know horror is in this kind of resurgence too, where it's almost become the the popular thing to make movies out of. So, if you guys are going to do more movies, this is definitely the time to do it because people are taking more chances on more horror movies because they're all looking for the next um, out of nowhere surprise, the next big, that's very true, big indie film yeah. film that's going to be a, a blockbuster kind of thing. So. But yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. you saw last year all the the box office movies that did well, and um, you know none of that stuff was major major uh, big budget movies really. So, um, so it's a, it's a good time for horror for sure. I agree. Uh, yeah. Good. So uh, why don't we uh, talk about head game a little bit here? I wonder who's going to kill her. This is a game. What is this on my head? Some sort of lens. You have one night to complete it. We're not playing! To win the game, find the key and unlock the door to freedom. Try to enjoy your time with us. But only one of you can win. You mean we have to kill each other? guys become involved in this movie was this um something that you had sort of started to conceptualize and then you brought other people in or somebody bring the idea to you as a production company or how did that yeah. all get started yeah i mean i, I was lucky to uh, be involved you know with my partners from the the beginning stages sure. uh, of head game um we broke the story with Roberto, who I knew from the gym I worked out at in Santa Monica, uh, 34 North, little okay. name drop. Uh, given <laughs> you're in the area, they're, they're nice. fantastic people. Um, but yeah, we, we, we got to know each other and we would basically through quoting Arnold Schwarzenegger, eighties movies while we were working out with, uh, with kettlebells. Very cool. Fast mm-hmm. friend. Um, and then I found out that he was an accomplished screenwriter. So, uh, we, uh, we sort of, um, said it would be cool to work together and that's typically where the conversation ends with you know 99% of the time somebody says that to you in Hollywood but uh we were we were 
you know, pretty tenacious with it uh, and kept uh, coming up like, what kind of movie would we like to make? Because, I mean, it's a huge undertaking, even though you know, even a low budget movie mm -hmm. uh, is months and months and months and then eventually years of work uh, after yeah. it. So it's like being married to someone. It's like you don't want to get into something that, you know, am I willing to commit not just, you know, writing a script with someone, but being married to them for three years. Oh, you got to live it. Yeah. 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 We broke the story together, uh, uh, had you know, plenty of meetings. He went off and wrote it uh, pretty quickly. And then when it got to a place that we felt like, hey, let's let's try to get some outsiders um, involved with this thing, because now I think we've done all we can just ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in a second production company. Um, uh, Lee Von Ulrich, uh is, is one of the actresses um, in the film, and she also... Uh, produced it. She plays Leah, the tennis pro in the film. Oh, and yes. So we we got involved with her and then another company called Second Nature. Mm -hmm. uh, two gentlemen by the name of uh, Stephen Durham and David Dittlinger, who had done several previous movies right. uh, in the horror genre. And that's when we all sort of you know, things got really cooking. And I got to give them credit because they said, "Hey, what do you? If we give you guys twenty five thousand dollars to start the." kicking the wheels, so to speak, and we do like a scouting location, mm -hmm. uh, or location scout rather, um, what do you, what, could we film this thing by like May? And I go, yeah, that's impossible, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, and, and what's amazing, once you get like a, once you get a deadline for something, all of a sudden, uh, things kick into to hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we were, we were going you know, light speed with this thing, and then yeah. um, all of a sudden we were now casting, and we're, you know, we've got the location scouted. We've done, you know, uh, we've we've spoken at the in Metropolis to the the town, um, and, and let them know that we, what our plans were, and we've negotiated housing for all the actors from and and vans from LA to come out there. So it just all it was a whirlwind, um, and that's that's uh, but it, it all started from, uh, hey man, like we should work together sometime. Sure, that's sure. great, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, where was the actual filming location for this? So we did two, yeah, we did uh, Metropolis, Illinois, was okay. the, uh, so which is basically just north of Kentucky. It's not like, okay. uh, people are like, oh, Metropolis, Illinois, like, so you went to uh, Chicago. It's like, imagine the farthest place from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still called <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. And they were right. awesome. And well, because it's Metropolis, it's, they, they're famously touted as the home of Superman. So there's like right. Superman museums sure. and a giant sculpture in the middle of town square. So it was like, yeah, that was surreal too. That's and everyone cool. was so nice. Yeah. It was uh, it was amazing, and we shot on a uh, 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 Fort Massac, which is very famous in the. Uh, it's got a history in the the War of eighteen twelve, the Revolutionary War, um, and it was it was a really uh, interesting place to be, you know, with a lot of culture and history to it that made yeah. the film a bit more full. Sure, absolutely. No, that's cool. And stuff in L.A. too, so we did some pickup shots and. In like my garage, for instance, and then we got a we got a man from where they seen with me and the elder. Uh, we were uh, we got a, a friend who had a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Got that there, so it's that's amazing that it looks like it belongs in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, how, how did you guys end up settling on that location? Was it um, did someone have particular ties to it or anything like that? We yeah we had um a, one of our co-producers uh, Mike Montgomery and um and David Dittlinger uh, another one of our producers they had they're from that area generally um okay. in Illinois so they they found out about this uh, factory mm -hmm. that was obviously unused mm -hmm. and uh, was going to be torn down so that's kind of like a, a, a filmmaker's 
heaven right there where yes. it's like, hey, yeah. care knock down walls and you know, light people on fire, just you know, just Yeah. Yeah. Right. You could just pretty much make, you could, Yeah, you could pretty yeah. much fuck the place up and they're not gonna charge you too much for the damages. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they would if anything, we, we probably left it better than we found it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, I, I live in the high desert, you know, uh, east of, of Los Angeles. I'm like sitting there because, you know, a lot of people use the high desert as, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause there's a lot of abandoned uh, buildings and old time like Western sets and the Air Force Base up here. Mm, you know, yeah. and I'm wondering if uh, if you, you know, because I think are you do you live in L.A.? Uh, yeah, I live in Los Angeles. OK. Yeah, I was saying it because um, I'm wondering if you guys uh, thought about doing any films in the high desert rather than going way over to Chicago that's, or that's Illinois. A, yeah, that's that's a that's a great idea. I guess I guess this one jumped out at us first, sure. and because of the reception that we had from the town in Metropolis, mm -hmm. was, yeah, we yeah, was, was just so uh, you know, please come here and and and, and do this. We'd love to you know, support right. you whenever we can. That, that hey, that's, road trip, man. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, yeah, the the, uh, the the crew is all in these these dormitory style buildings too. They they had a I wasn't in them uh, fortunately because I don't I don't think uh, I would have always approved of how they were behaving before we we wrapped. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but, I hear you. Yeah, but uh, they that it was it was like a college experience for them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that's no, fun. that's cool. Um, so the the concept of the movie I think is kind of it's kind of this unique. Um, conglomeration of a bunch of you know ideas borrowed from other movies all kind of rolled into a unique premise um how much of the the concept of the movie did you did you help to create any of that or did you add any little touches to it yourself or along the way with uh with creating it yeah um i think it, it's it's hard to tell because once somebody has an idea you don't really know we don't come from a place in, in, in my company that you know takes complete ownership over sure. a singular idea. Once mm -hmm. somebody says something out loud, it kind of just becomes like a an organic thing where everyone's yeah, adding yeah. something to that. Right. So, like w I know one of the things that I definitely was um, one of my favorite movies of all time is American Psycho. Yes. So I uh, when we started doing the voiceover idea to sort of give like the background of the characters, almost like a video game. We wanted to find that feel like yeah, perfect. Yeah, that so that's that that's that's one of the things that definitely uh, I had I had a hand in. Sure. Um, and the uh, other scene that I'm I'm really proud of the the vape off scene uh, where they're doing those those super yes. stimulants. Uh, and then uh, it 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 was supposed to like be an homage to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark that opening uh, scene with. Uh, I knew it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this last night when we recorded, I, I, and Marco's like, yeah. "I gotta ask him if that was a, a tribute to the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene." And it's funny so that you brought that up. So, especially when you put the vape down on the table after taking a hit, you put it on the table, and the other guy picks his up, and I was like, "Man, that is like shot for shot. That is, uh, you know, Marion Ravenwood. That is it. That's it. Mm -hmm. We got it. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's uh, that's Stephen Paul Judd right there, our our, uh, our director." And, and and us collaborating on that he, he knocked that out of the park yeah that's cool that was awesome um i like the idea of having that uh that spice vape where it's kind of a, a poison is it uh, you had said like a super stimulant is it was it more of a stimulant or a poison or it's a stimulant but like any like anything you know like too much of it is 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 you're not going to come out of that thing sure uh, sure i've um, you, you know you alluded through the through the story about how 
you had developed this tolerance to it. And so that was obviously how that whole scene played out that. And that's you, Prince's brother right there. Right, right. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I like the, the little touch on that. Um, was a, was mm -hmm. a nice like little sidebar thing. Uh, plus that we were starting to not like that guy anyway. So, <laughs> so it's always nice when a guy kind of starts to get on your nerves and then he dies and then you're like, all right, good. So you get there right. Yeah. You get there right after the audience says that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, I was wondering when, uh, like, so to set up the whole scene with the warehouse, um, how much did you guys have to do as far as, uh, you know, obviously you had to set up the whole pallet mazes and stuff. Did you have mm -hmm. to actually bring in pallets from all over to get that many pallets to set up? Or did you have to keep moving around stacks of pallets to make different uh, different scenes and stuff like that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, we were, in, I believe we were in Paducah, Kentucky, uh, just mm -hmm. miles away from where we were shooting. And we saw just yards of, of, of pallets um, you know, right. all, all over the place. And we talked to one of the gentlemen um, who like lived on the grounds and you know, I knocked on his door and, and again in Kentucky and the guy comes to the door with like a gun. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> renting your pallets for a month, which he looked at me like I was the craziest person in the world. But he ended up delivering them on a big truck. We rented them for just a month um, and then we would move them around strategically. We had about 600 pallets, but you know, it gives in the movie a lot, the impression of a lot more. Yeah. Mm. It looked like so, yeah, all we, the pallets uh, in the entire world were in that factory. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's cool. I, I kind of thought that you had to move that around. So that kind of goes along with that indie filmmaker, um, you know, hustle and heart, uh, you know, elbow grease to get the job done kind of thing. So I always love, um, you can kind of tell when the movie has that to it, where you can tell that everyone is kind of involved like it, it almost felt like in between scenes that everyone the, the the actors and the camera guys and everyone seems like they would just drop their stuff and start moving stuff around to set up the next shot and then you would do it so they're already dressed for it yeah yeah and overalls and go to work yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily enough the the, you know, the actors were, were super instrumental and they definitely helped out uh quite a bit but we had a we had a a fantastic crew nice. um and like people that we got out there mm -hmm. who were always happy uh, yeah. From our DP to you know uh, uh, assistant sound who would just roll up their sleeves and just know that like we only have uh, you know because we shot all at night for sure, the most part sure. of the week. so we're shooting from six p.m. call time till six a.m. and when the sun was coming up right. um, for a month uh, so you know we knew that we only had a certain amount of time and eighteen shooting days so mm -hmm. there was there, there was no uh, no grass was growing under our feet we were constantly moving no that's cool. cool. Um, yeah, we both, uh, we both really enjoyed the movie and, uh, Thank wanted you. to, um, yeah. be able to, to help to spread the word. Um, what would you recommend as far as the best way, um, if, if somebody wanted to buy the movie or rent it or what, what would, what way could we support the movie that gives the most money back to you guys? Like, is there a website we could buy it from or, um, is it just if we go through Amazon or something like that? Uh, which, yeah, which way actually helps you guys the most? If we were that's, yeah, buying it on Amazon would, would be amazing. That way, you also you'd probably get one of the last Blu-ray or DVDs ever to be manufactured. That would be nice. Sure. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, that that Amazon is fantastic. They also have it for rent on there. 
uh, digital streaming. Um, iTunes is, is wonderful as well. You can you can buy it on there, mm-hmm. uh, digital, obviously. Uh, and then uh, every single on-demand uh, channel that I've come across so far has it. Uh, you know, just searching for head game and, and you know make sure you watch the clip and make sure it's your cup of tea beforehand. And uh, Sure. Yeah. What would you say is probably uh, going to be coming up next for you guys as far as um, – the, as far as this movie, are you are you trying to um, go into a, a, one of the streaming services eventually after this run? Uh, have you guys yeah. thought about pitching it to like a, a Shutter or uh, Netflix or something like that? Obviously. Yeah, I mean that's a you know I I would love for it to be on on Netflix. It's come kind of become uh, you know it's like it's like Google. It's 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 a verb now. Are you going to Netflix that? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. If if that's that's a from a from a you know selfish perspective i want to be able to say it's on can you netflix that yeah we can uh there, there's no excuse for you not to see it now so go home and watch it sure. um, um if as far as if it if it did well on there as well uh, i would love an opportunity uh to work with netflix on something that was maybe episodic in nature about this because there's a bigger sure. world to explore still absolutely yeah the, a lot of these uh these game type of movies um have really built upon the the pre-existing thing from the first movie and and gone into other things stuff like um you know saw final destination uh, uh the hunger games like everything like you know yes. has yeah, built absolutely. upon their their existing premises to expand into more and more things which i'm always a fan of those sort of things and i think that they're a lot of fun when they keep building upon that um yeah, yeah, I think good. the the uh, streaming service is definitely cool. I know it's it's hard because once you end up on there, like it's just it's on there and you just get paid the one time and that's it. But it's also nice because it gives you much more exposure than having to pay per view. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, who did oh, who did the um, cover art for the for your poster? Is that your poster has head games with a picture and the uh, skull lady. Um, yeah. That's our beautiful lead actress. Yes, <laughs> yes. Fuller and yeah. turned into The Walking Dead. Is, is that, I, that That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I will tell you one thing that I grab, even if I saw this on a, you know, back in the day when we had video rental stores, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I saw that on the shelf, I would immediately pick it up and rented it. Um, okay. I'm a sucker for that. That's kind of like one of my things. And I tell Paul this all the time. It's like, I love the cover art or I love the poster to this. I, um, you know. So good job on that, and that's a very good sell. Like that right there is key marketing to me as a horror fan. That um, you need to put that put that out like constantly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So, yeah. like I said, I, I, a good job on that, or whoever did, whoever did that cover art <laughs> for you yeah, is yeah. that's that's one of my things. That's what I look forward to. Well, thank you so much. And I, I'm really pleased with the way it turned out. That was uh, that was finalized by our, our our distributor, Gravitas Ventures, and they they oh, okay yeah nice. instrumental in, in the the final the final version of that. But I I thought it was great. I was afraid terribly that that Jamie was gonna look at the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, why? yeah, right. Yeah, you're like you made me look. No, ugly. but that sells it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but that's like I said for horror fans, it sells it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she got that. Yeah, that was. I, I was worried for for nothing. She's she's one of the most amazing people in the world. I hear uh, you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I know you mentioned a lot of the cast and stuff you had worked with before, and uh, there was a lot of cool characters in the movie. I like how 
you went through kind of that walkthrough part at the beginning and described everyone. So it's a good way to, to give everyone an idea of what each character is about. So you can sort of get the path of what they do later in the movie. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I think that was a clever way to introduce everyone and save time on having to really dig deep into their character and, and be like, well, why would that guy act that way? Or why would that girl act that way? You know, so. No, that's yeah. definitely one thing that when, uh, when I'm telling people about this movie, it's like, yeah, here's a horror movie and it's got this premise of it, you know, where there, you know, there's cameras, um, you know, cut into their heads and everything they have to survive, but it's more of a character development mm -hmm. and, it's so interesting, like like Paul was saying, you know, it's like you're you're taking each one of these guys, and each one has a different personality, and then let's watch it, and just throw them in a room and watch them clash, and how how it develops. Right. And yeah. then I thought that was really interesting in the movie. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I I mean the thing I was really excited about this was that it's not a bunch of you know prison inmates fighting against each other right. or you know a bunch sure. of serial killers or something like that. These yeah, are yeah. these normal everyday people who are forced to make an impossible decision like what would it take for you a uh, yoga instructor or a personal trainer yeah or, what, what, right. what who's uh, yeah who's going to do that and also that adds to that betting component of it where we're, we're who who do we think is going to crack first mm -hmm. right right yeah no that was definitely cool and uh the, marco and i had discussed that one of our favorite parts is about the uh the adverse reaction to removing the camera from your body <laughs> yes oh, yeah. it was a fantastic touch too you know because yeah because i that question when i was watching it that question came up i'm like why don't they just remove it and i'm like well here it is here's the answer yeah, yeah it <laughs> answered it right away i loved it it was great yeah, the, 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 that was all practical too yeah, our, yeah. Our, our guy was fantastic and made that uh really pop yeah it's it, awesome it looked like there wasn't really much use of any cgi was there it looked like everything was pretty practically done you know the besides the little things on the screens and whatnot because i'm i'm for the entire movie, my acting involved me just looking at uh, old computer screens with green felt on them. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's, um, other than other than those things, um, the the you know the shots are from the inside the camera. We added you know, the the various statistics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but also mm -hmm. the hole in that big fight scene when they're in the main the main room. Mm -hmm. um, we we there was no hole there obviously, so we're happy that you know that that worked out. But other than that, those those girls are really up on. Uh, on those rafters attached to, uh, to ropes and nice. uh, we, you know, oh, wow. yeah, cut, cut, cut out later, nice. uh, digitally. But, uh, that was the, you got, you got to give them credit for it because I mean, that's, 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 that's pretty high up there. Um, yeah. 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 Especially if they're not used to doing that on a regular basis. So <laughs> that's a special skill all onto itself. It's a whole so. part of the adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, this has been great. Uh, why don't we, uh, give you the floor here to uh, plug everything one last time where people can find you the movie your company any websites and whatever and then we'll uh, let you get on with enjoying your saturday awesome yeah well this has been an absolute pleasure guys and uh, yeah. it really means a lot to me um head game is out now on amazon itunes and uh, every place that vod's are sold in, in in 80 different countries right now so uh it's a really exciting time and i really appreciate you guys checking it out yeah yeah definitely Definitely. Uh, it was great having you, man. Great thank talk. you. Oh, my pleasure, man. This, you guys are awesome to talk with. We didn't get any first talk, which I would have liked, but, you know, that would be another hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have <laughs> you back on for a be. different bonus episode. So. Oh, I'm in. Anytime. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, cool. Um, cool. When, uh, when you guys have something coming up, is there a particular 
uh, website or, or Twitter or anything that people should keep up with as far as, uh, you know, following so that when you guys have another movie coming out that we should pay attention to? Sure. The, uh, at Real Chris Hayes, uh, Real spelled R-E-E-L, Chris Hayes, um, as Twitter and Instagram. Um, I typically plug things mostly from my personal pages like that. Um, Sunday Funday Films has a Facebook uh, uh, page as well. Uh, and then Head Game has a, its own Facebook page, which I'm sure we'll continue to use uh, uh, into the future with different projects that we're, we're, we're promoting, especially if they do exist in this world. So fingers crossed uh, that happens. Nice. Very good. All right. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll add all of your uh, links and everything to the podcast post, and I should have this up on uh, Monday morning. So we'll make sure that you are made aware of it, so you can share it and stuff too. So fast turnaround. Of course, I will. Yeah, Marco, Paul, you guys were absolutely fantastic. Like I said, I'd love right. to do this again sometime. All right. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks very much. Man. Cool. Take care. All right. instead shorty what you know and what you see i'm gonna get you all caught up to speed if she roll with that body then rock with me now if she roll with that good head game again uh. shorty i can't end up on antidepressants but the other side is taking a needle inside my vessels and my vein is driving me insane it's killing me now yeah yeah but that's just how it goes Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we are going to 
give a spoiler-free review of the movie Head Game, which we just talked about with Chris Hayes from the movie. And uh, we thought we could just kind of add a little bit to give you more of a review aspect of it in case you want to actually check this movie out. Mm-hmm. Or if you're maybe on the fence but you want to know more of what we thought about it. So uh, if you listen to the first half, you kind of heard us talk about the production going into what made the movie and how it all kind of came about and sort of what was involved with it, uh, which it, it does... It does kind of have that feel to it, like this is, uh, um, you know, much more of a bluegrass, like kind of homemade type of sure, thing. Sure. Uh, not not homemade as far as quality, because I think the the quality was definitely there, uh, but homemade in the fact that you just feel like everyone had some skin in the game and like some some piece of it that they they all sort of yes. cared about it a little bit more. Oh, def- de- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, not as much as sometimes you see in these movies where they get uh, people that are just there for the paycheck or whatever, and they yeah. don't they don't try as hard or they don't do as well with it. But uh, you can see there was a lot of love in this movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm su- surprised it was a big cast. Uh, you know, for an independent movie, like um, it, it was actually a big cast. Right. Uh, where there's a lot of people involved in it, and I was kind of happy to see that too because. A lot of times you'll see something where it's like, oh, you know, two or three actors and, and they just kind of put you in a room and do things. But no, it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they actually took some guts to do it like that, you know, where it's, it's a big production in, uh, you know. Nice. Yeah, just yeah. to get that feel. Yeah. Uh, so before we started talking, I had played the trailer for the movie. But just in case uh, it didn't fully describe, let's do the old IMDb synopsis and then see if we find anything wrong with the synopsis. Right. (laughs) Uh, Which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, So the synopsis of Head Game, released in 2018, is a group of young people awake, locked inside a warehouse with cameras screwed into their heads. It becomes apparent that they are unwilling competitors in a deadly game and they will need to murder each other if they hope to survive. Well, I think that's actually pretty spot on. I, feel like... I think it's really accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it, it didn't so... give us a synopsis of like uh, you know you know people wake up into a haunted house and, ne- and that haunted house yeah. never comes back to play. <laughs> there is there is more than there seems to be at stake here, and so there might be a ghost or a demon, or there might not be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just to get you uh, hooked in. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So. Like the one thing that uh, that stood out for me with this film was the you got the horror element to it, right? Mm-hmm. But also you have like the beginning where you know um, a lot of, you seem like this group of people getting together at a nightclub, and you see how they got there by um, certain people bringing in dates to this this club, and right like to me right away Chris Hayes's character, and I know we just talked to him and everything, but. Um, his character, because that's who we follow, and his date, who he picked up as a yoga instructor, and he, you know that's his. And when he she, he says, "Are you game?" and she says, "I'm game," I was like, "Wow, that's cool," because it's like you're you're uncon what uh, uh, you're you're agreeing to something that he because he obviously smiled to it, and you know something sinister is going to go on with this. Like mm-hmm. he asked her, almost like a, a verbal contract, right? Hey, are you game? Yeah, I'm game. Okay, cool. It's hey, all bets are off now because you said you're a game. You know yeah. what I mean? And that does come to play. 
um, later on. So I thought that was kind of a cool setup already. Yeah, and uh, I like in the uh, very intro of the movie, there's the Nietzsche quote about um, the abyss, you know, about being careful about fighting a monster that you don't become a monster. And, yes, uh, that's something that we see so much in not only in horror movies, but in even you know in Star Wars movies and everything. Is the mm-hmm. old, you know, mm-hmm. how far to the, the dark side? Sure. How far to the dark side? If you, you know, are you willing to go in order to beat the dark side, and will you be able to come back from it? Uh, so there's definitely that theme throughout this of absolutely. If, if you um, uh, take this this role of being a monster on to win this game, are you going to be able to continue on as a regular person? And they kind of uh, play at that throughout the movie of you know some people are like i don't give a fuck and then other people right are like no we're we're still people we're not animals let's think about this let's talk so it's right it's definitely a cool theme that they introduce in this movie which isn't uh, an original theme but it's something that works well as kind of a mm-hmm. background concept that you create a different story over top of yeah whenever you could put yourself in the position of where these characters found themselves when they mm-hmm. woke up uh, and then you actually put yourself in that like, oh, man, what would I do if mm-hmm. the choice was I'm in a room with, you know, eight people or 10 people and the only way out is, you know, only one can survive. And then sure, sure. Uh, do you how can you become a monster if you're not? So and and then the movie does very good at uh, um, separating the ones that were, you know, there for fodder mm-hmm. and the ones that were there to actually like, you know, win right. and the whole challenge of writing something is that you know like you always expect the least expected person to stand up and do something to actually win the win the round and um you know it's so i would put myself in it i would try to make things look like an accident or i would i would be running and trying to pull off the cameras on everybody because as we know right away in the film the first thing in your in our minds we're like well you know let's pull off the cameras and try to work together to get out of here but that is quickly you know, uh, yeah, resolved. They, they dispatch that idea real fast. Yeah, so. there is no escape in this film. You have people come in, they get drugged, and they put in this in the situation where everybody has to die for you to live. Right. And there's and there's no way out of it, and that's scary. Yes. Like that's a real scary premise to be put. You know, put yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of uh, a side to that is that. All of these people are picked for one reason or another, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. but um, they're all picked by the various participants in this game who all kind of observe and had had decided how to set the game up ahead of time and all that. So it's kind of cool where it has this um, almost the the rich people versus the poor people kind of feeling. They don't mm-hmm. they don't fully get into that like not that the people are are poor or lower class people that are in the game but right uh they they briefly hint about that maybe they all didn't have a family connection or something so they would be an easy person to disappear that, and that no was care about so that was a good point yeah good connection there to where mm-hmm. yeah no one would miss them and um yeah they uh real quick that you get a everybody wakes up in this thing but they also were chosen by other people and and in the movie you start observing that where mm-hmm. it's almost like they have a club a betting club sure, and sure. they're and again the cameras serve as a purpose too embedded in their heads it, mm-hmm. you know and head game means so much in this movie too the psychological stuff that's going on and the actual uh, reality of what's on you know actual head 
right. camera and almost like a first person uh, RPG game that you're following. You see their arms moving, picking up uh, yes. um, weapons and stuff. I thought that was cool. But um, yeah. you also get this sense of like, here's the game set up by real people, you know, by real people putting them in a situation where they have to kill. And then you have the observers, which are psychopaths in their own mind because they're betting on who's going to get killed next. It reminds me of the movie Running Man uh, oh, yeah, in that yeah. game show where they were betting on people who would be, you know, get killed sure. next. So that was that was a cool um, twist to that, too. Yeah, it has a, um, a game show feel almost to it. It does, and it's and like their little private between, and, Yeah, a private game show. Yeah, I thought that was kind of... So there's a lot going on, mm -hmm. you know? There's actually a lot going on in the in the movie, and, uh, and I think the title says a lot to it, where... Right, right head game you know it's not head games it's head game and it right. is it is a it is a head game the whole movie is uh why don't we talk about what the movie does well sure. uh, so one thing i would say it does well is um they they make good use of the space that they have like we had talked about with chris about them kind of moving the pallets around and rearranging the maze to make different shots and and setting up different blocking uh, it does a good job of making this space feel very large uh, without showing you all of it at once kind of thing. Uh, yes. I, I think that was done really well because there's a few main sort of areas like the doorway and a couple spots that they keep kind of coming back to. But there's also some pretty wide shots where there's not a lot of stuff set up in like kind of a bigger area that is, is more open. So. I think it does a good job of, of making you feel like that space is bigger than it actually is or the, the mm -hmm. environment is bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, that I agree with 100%. And also it does very well on the premise of as a viewer, you're, you're not figuring out a way how they can survive. It's, it, they did, it's like the trap scenario is done very well, yeah. meaning you can't escape. You have to go through this motion. You have to go through A through Z to survive. Right. Um, and there is no plot holes in that aspect of it. You know, there is really no way out of this. You have to see it through. Right. Yeah. It's um, a, kind and, of a unilateral goes, ending. So, yeah, it's just exactly. a matter of who's going to be at the end of the line. So it, it, exactly. Right. Exactly. So I, I um, appreciated that fact that where I couldn't figure out as if you're like, oh, why don't they just do that? Nope. Can't do it. Yeah. You're trapped. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, and I also would say it does practical effects well. Um, there, there wasn't Appreciate really. Um, there was a, a lot of cutaway scenes where they just you know don't have the money to do massive gore effects of people sure. getting uh, getting sliced and diced. But there is you know some pretty heavy gore effects in it. And yeah. With the budget they had, it was all you know practically done and looked pretty well made. Uh, you know, there's a a machete in a neck there's a head getting cut off there's uh you know melting faces and that's so, great <laughs> there's definitely I mean, what some can, cool shit that happens in it what else can you ask for man and yeah. you know and it's like and i appreciate the fact that they actually attempted that without cg mm -hmm. because it's so it, yes cg can be expensive right and people might say it might be harder to do it but it, right. you lose some sort of realistic nature of it when you're actually you know doing the effects sure, and, and, sure. and you know what I mean? Because then, in the background, the effects are still there. The splatter's still there. The guys with the the melted face is still lying there. And yeah. I thought that was well. It's, I've I've heard someone make this uh, comparison of even a, a practical effect that's not great looking, 
and you could tell that it's fake. I mean, obviously, you could tell it's fake because you're watching a movie and you're like, they didn't actually sure. melt that guy's face, right? <laughs> so, right. like, you obviously know it's fake, but um, even something that looks maybe not as nice as you would want it to look is still going to look better than an average version yes. of it in CGI because it it is something that feels like it's real, like you can actually touch it. There's a tangible thing happening. So, for example, the, the face yeah. melting thing that we keep mentioning... Yeah. Um, if that was done with CGI and it was just a guy rolling around on the ground with a green sock on his fucking face <laughs> and they put right. some bullshit over the top of it with computers, it would have looked fucking terrible. And we'd be like, yeah. this is stupid. And, you know, yeah. sometimes they have to do it to add two things or to, to skip in between the effects or whatever. And that's fine. But I don't think that they they did very much. And the, they did it more with camera work and with, you know, the kill off screen, but then showing the aftermath. Yes. Uh, which is a, a great I think method that's for when you don't have a, a high budget. So, right, and it's very important yeah. to show that you know where that happened, and mm -hmm. the people have to, you know, deal with it. Absolutely, uh, the characters have to deal with it because it's there. It's staring, you know, it's staring in front of the face, but and right. they have to react right. to that too. So, yeah, no, and that, and like again, um, I'm glad to see that art coming back, even in you know mo uh, modern horror films today. They're still they're starting to come back to the practical effects, right? Which is an art that I know I because I I always I grew up wanted to be a special makeup artist I, I that was one of my okay. childhood dreams you know and um I, it never came to but that was just, I just have that appreciation for it nice nice yeah no that was done well um I think it does a good job of explaining everything to where you get it but it doesn't over explain it which I know in the past mm -hmm. we've talked about that I'm I'm not necessarily opposed to over explanation of things Oh, sure. Because I'm kind of a dummy, but uh, <laughs> I know other people aren't a big fan of, uh, take for example something like Saw, where they're like, let me lay out the entire story of what happened for 10 minutes with the music. And like, I think that's right. fucking great because I'm just an asshole watching the movie going like, oh, cool, they killed that guy, they killed that guy, wait, what happened? And then at right. the end, they, they fucking do the Cliff Notes rewind for me, and I'm like, oh, cool, now I get it. Yeah. This is a great yeah. movie. But, Left you know. nothing to imagination, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, not everyone likes that kind of thing. So I don't think that they they beat you over the head with it in this movie. But there isn't a lot as far as uh, what happens within the story that you would totally be like, "Oh, fuck that!" Like, you know, oh sure. Every, if if you're putting yourself into this universe, everything checks out. I feel like so it's not uh, it's it's. There's not anything that's any more unbelievable than anything else in it. So, yeah, and um, like I said, we're not we're not going into the spoilers and stuff. But um, when you're watching this, <clears throat> you get the sense later in the film that this is a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Something bigger is going on in this whole thing, and that's what what kind of drawn me into like keeping watching it and and keeping my attention span to it because it's easy to just you know throw people in a maze and kill them off one by one and do all that stuff. But when you have sure a purpose of it because I've always been like you know okay look movies are movies and you have to use your imagination to a lot of things but also you can't expect just you know walk into a room and like you know 20 people and 19 of them are mass murderers you know what I mean right, and right. and I I've always had that problem even with like you know other movies like in like you and I mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know it's like I, not I don't think all of those guys are, are sinister killers. They all each have a role. 
And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there's one guy in there that are just delusional and the other ones are just going with it. So um, I, with a movie like what Head Game does is lays down the premise. And I would love to see more of a, um, like if, it, if, if I was going to give me con, kind of constructive criticism to the movie, yeah. um, of course, you don't have all the time in the world to tell the story, right? But I would like to see more of the marination of that transition of becoming like a, like a you know, where they had the characters that, you know, one's a tennis pro, one was, you know, a yoga instructor. And not all of them are killers, but there are a few of them that just turn that switch. And, and they did explore it a little bit, which I, I, again, good writing does this. They, they initiate the premise and leave it up to your imagination to fill the holes because they did have a, some dialogue like, you know, you killed somebody. How did it make you feel? And, how, you know, can you do it again kind of deal? Right. I like to see more of that explored in this in a in a film like this, mm -hmm. like more of that um, hesitation to kill somebody, uh, more of the regret of killing somebody. But again, if it's if it's dog eat dog, right? If it's your life versus theirs, sure. How are you really going to react? And me personally, I'd probably be the first one to die. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I I talk like you know I love horror movies, but I could I don't think I could kill somebody. I really don't. And sure. I'd get an axe in my head behind me because i wasn't looking yeah, that's just yeah. <laughs> uh no i think which can, you never know we can kind of spin your thought into um if we had any criticisms about this because mm -hmm. i think we had sort of talked about what you were just talking about the the turn of the characters is almost something where mm -hmm. you could consider that maybe a criticism of the movie is does it feel rushed on how quickly the people uh, some of the people are are very willing to just turn to that immediately right. and does that feel rushed or is it not believable that um I, I forget the the main like jock offender uh, right he just you know aggressive a, like yeah. asshole guy just immediately like turns to that and to me uh, I, I feel like it was rushed but obviously it's only a movie so you have to right. put some rush on it uh and i think they did a good job through that opening part of explaining away the people's personalities as you know the tennis uh, player girl is a uh, hyper competitive or right uh, you know the other guy was in the army and a weapons expert and um, you know just kind of uh, an overall very aggressive guy with people uh, right you know this guy is super competitive about that or this guy is more arrogant or so I think the way that they tried to establish those characters, it makes sense that they right. went that direction. But it does feel like it kind of happens a little bit quick where you're like, sure, well, maybe we should uh, wait. And that, I guess another thing just feeling rushed that I would say um, at, at one point they, they start the clock. What do they have, like 12 hours or something when they start it? Yeah. Yes. And, and um, they start the clock with like 12 hours. And then they immediately cut it down to like six hours or something. And I was like, what the fuck happened for like six hours? Like, <laughs> it felt like almost nothing happened for that whole time. But so I, I think maybe that was kind of made to show that a lot of a time long. had passed too. Yeah. So it, it feels yeah. like it happened fast, but it's just because obviously for the sake of the movie, they can't show a whole exactly. 12 hours. So. And that's a, exactly, there's a hard mm -hmm. line there. Um, like I said, uh, I agree with that, like, you know, with the with the human nature and yeah sometimes you just don't have time to react you just have to like the guy said i want to survive 
Right. You know, but they immediately made packs like they had the bad group and then almost like a good group. Right. The sure, people who are sure. trying to save people. And the other one's like she's a, like the tennis player, Leah, right. in the movie. She said, like, look, you don't kill me just right now. Mm-hmm. But right now we got to kill everybody else. And mm-hmm. then you can worry if we can cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah. Um, that's actually a good uh, uh, strategy. If you really quickly in, in the movie, it, you're, these people are forced to um, make a decision. Uh, do we sit here and cry for 12 hours until we're all dead? Or do we just get up and, and try to play the game, I guess, and and, and play it out? And, and one group did, so the other group was forced to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think that it could have benefited a lot more marination and a lot more reactions to, like, I actually killed somebody and that that whole thing. And then maybe one guy just, I mean, I think it started to do it where that the, the main guy was in a big rage and, you know, she was using... The tennis player was using um, him as a as a tool to right. kill people, right. which was kind of cool. Like I said, it's there, like yeah. in the dialogue, and it's there in the actions. But it was there for a split moment. If you're not paying attention to it, sure. you could miss it. Yeah. Uh, um, I uh, I didn't have too many like major criticisms of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously since we had Chris on, and he's probably going to listen, we don't want to be dicks either. <laughs> But no, no, but and, no. And I think in, it would be honest, though. Yeah, you know? in all honesty, you know, there wasn't a lot that we really would criticize about the movie. Uh, the one thing that we did talk about, uh, but, but before we started doing this, was just that we felt like um, just the the budgetary constraints of the movie kind of showed at sure. some points. Sure. And I think again, that's not any fault of the movie. It's just one of those things where. I think Chris mentioned they had like 18 days to shoot plus, you know, resetting stuff up and moving shit around. Right. There was a few times where they probably could have reshot a few scenes or, you know, done a couple extra takes and got a better line out of somebody or something like that. And they just don't have time to do it. So it's one of those things where you got to just kind of push forward. It's the nature. And, and keep yeah, doing it. Yeah, and that's the nature. Uh, so mm-hmm. at, at points, that, it, again, does, it does feel like maybe the the character acting or whatever is a little bit either too exaggerated or under exaggerated but i think that's just more of the budgetary timing thing that they they can't be like okay let's redo that line oh no let's let's do yeah. it that way instead let's try it you know four different ways till we get it right uh so it, and i don't think anyone necessarily was a bad actor in it they they all had their moments where they did what they were supposed to be doing pretty well right and uh, some of the technical stuff you know again like with the gore they had to cut some of it a little bit short or focus on showing more in certain scenes than less in others. Obviously sure. that's more budgetary constraint as well. Um, well, sure. And then you got to also make a decision to where it's like, are we going for the, the shock value? Or are we going to tell a story? Yeah. You know, right. and, and sometimes you cut that because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that's necessarily the fault of the movie. It's one of those things that a lot of people that would listen to the show or would give this movie a chance are mm-hmm. more, understanding of you know there's a difference between this and a movie like it or something that does have a huge budget to uh, spend oh, more God. time and, and yeah. edit and do a lot of extra things to the movie to make it more perfect um but is yeah, I a don't, I, I don't oh, i'm uh, sorry oh i was gonna yeah. say i don't have a problem with the choices that they made for uh, where to spend their money on things for sure right no, and, and again, and that's where I was just going to kind of reiterate a little bit was uh, um, knowing that this is an independent film mm-hmm. and knowing what independent be. I've watched a lot of independent films and I've you know gone to film festivals and 
I think that going into I love that aspect of it because mm-hmm. these are people who love movies and you can see how they love movies mm-hmm. and they go in there making a, a, a taking an idea and actually doing it mm-hmm. and the excitement and the whole adventure of just doing it um, really it plays into the audience too because the audience knows what they're watching right it's not sure. you know commercialized everywhere and stuff and and it's nothing to say that it can't be it mm-hmm. could be you know take off and do something great uh, but going into it, you kind of understand it, you know, that this is a, it, the movie is what it is, and let's focus on um, the storytelling and see if it does mm-hmm. a good job at doing something original or doing something different, um, right. making the, the twists really important. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of films miss on that aspect and where they just want to just show, you know, the gore aspect of it or, you know, where it's that over, like we always talk about the exploitation-ness of, of a film where it's, ultra rapey and stuff like that just for the sake of this is what people are going to be talking about this film where it was like you know so violent that it was unwatchable sure, but it was still sure. watched you know but still it's talked about mm-hmm. with um what, what head games does well is that when, when i talk about this film to other people i'm like dude this is cool because like look at what's going on look at the the character development as as it is on paper too and then this overall story the twists at the end and i say twists with a you know plural <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh there's a lot of cool stuff in it you know yeah yeah and um just to kind of wrap up the the story part of it itself before we give our final thoughts and ratings mm-hmm. um so obviously this is a a game-based movie so you see the thing out till the end of the game but what i think is kind of cool is they spend some time after the game ends with uh you know kind of a mini story of what happens beyond that and they explain a little bit more uh they they show kind of some cool things and then it does have a cool twist on everything so yes that's uh it's a nice way that it wraps up i feel like too that i i guess as i'm watching the the first two thirds of the movie i didn't expect it to go in that direction in the final portion of it so Right. Uh, so I think that's nice. I, I hope that people will enjoy it and that they will actually uh, give this a chance and then not be pissed off at us and tell us that we wasted their time and money. <laughs> uh, because I, I do think that um, this is worth actually checking out and it's not, you know, just because we were talking to this guy or, or anything. Oh, like sure. That. It's, it's from a, a true place that I thought that this was a cool movie and I enjoyed it. And I think there is a lot of enjoyability in it for people to get behind. And, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot in our various community pages, and I hear it on other people's podcasts and stuff, that these are the kind of things that we want to support because, you know, there's there's not money from the beginning in these projects, mm-hmm. and they're hoping to get it on the back end, and then they just turn that money around and use it to make more cool stuff. So. Exactly. every time that they make something that does well it encourages them to spend a little bit more and do even better and try new things so um, obviously we want to support the independent filmmaking thing in general of course uh so i i really enjoyed this movie and uh i gave this one a seven out of ten uh something i would definitely recommend to people it does have its flaws it's not you know super technically sound there's a couple times um, um, the one thing I didn't really mention in criticism again not not trying to be a dick or anything but some of the fight scenes when they're fighting with each other 
it feels like there's a, a weird continuity in some of the fighting where like something was happening and then all of a sudden it's like at a whole different part of the fight and it's like well wait what how did the guy right. get yeah. away from the other guy when yeah. they were fighting and then all of a sudden they're not by each other and he's chasing them and that was probably yeah. just that they couldn't you know maybe they shot some of those scenes and had to cut them out to keep it to a certain sure. length or something uh, so it's hard to say but you know it's not perfect but it's definitely worth checking out it's a recommend uh, something I really like and uh, like Chris had recommended uh, if if we were to go to Amazon and buy a DVD or Blu-ray of it. It might be one of the last ones ever printed on Earth. So, I know that's sad. <laughs> having physical copies is, is not having that physical because we're you know we're collectors, right? And we like yeah. visual things, and I like to have, see it on the right, shelf and see right. movies. And that's just a dying thing, man. I it makes me sad. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna go buy a copy just in case it's the last one ever made. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just for the fact, and I brought this up to Chris, the cover art on the Blu-ray or whatever, that is a visual masterpiece in my opinion when it comes to selling and, and marketing a horror movie product sure. that's going to get you to grab it off the shelf. Uh -huh. I would have I would have probably bought this movie or rented this movie um, just on that aspect alone and take it home and watched it because, and then put it on a shelf and just be like, this is, this is sure. cool. Um, it's a piece of art to me. Yeah. Uh, and... I agree with all the stuff that you said, um, and I also appreciate that you know. See, uh, what what a, my appreciation for independent filmmakers is that their love of the movie culture itself too. And there's a lot of uh, throw-ins to this movie, and like we said, like uh, like during the interview section of it, where there there was a direct Indiana Jones reference, you know. But yeah. There's of course there's some Saul references, and there's a lot of other movie references. I love that because they can do that as the pay homage to their favorite and what got them into making movies. So, mm -hmm. um, I respect that a lot. Yeah. The, um, the one major criticism I have is that they didn't kill that spider in the beginning of the film because <laughs> she threw it out. I have a insane arachnophobia and I think head game two is going to be a giant spider coming back to keep no, <laughs> but <laughs> I was sitting there going, they should have killed that spider. No spider deserves to live. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. evil. So, you know, right. uh, well, I, I, I think I, that I, was kind of a, that was one of those clever little things where they, you know, they show our main girl as like, well, she wouldn't even hurt a spider, which everyone would kill right. a spider, you know, and then obviously yeah. there has to be a turn in her character. So exactly. Uh, but I can appreciate I that. was very smart. That. Yeah. I also don't kill spiders, but I'm not afraid of uh, them. So I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of them. Right. Yeah. Like that's scared. Like, I have arachnophobia to the nth degree yes yeah oh, okay so um <laughs> yeah. that was just a little so, guy too he's not gonna hurt you oh he'll hurt i don't care he's got <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is we could do a whole show on that but all right but uh <laughs> we'll do I a spider episode rating. next oh my god if we do that i'm gonna i might be still <laughs> you might quit shocked. yeah this might quit and might not show up for that like, do the show with someone else i'm not watching those movies <laughs> Because I refuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah, so I, I would definitely give this movie like a seven and a half out nice. of ten. Um, I enjoyed it. And I and again, I have an appreciation for independent films. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact that they're not afraid to, you know, push the envelope in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And this movie had a lot going on, too. And um, 
Sure. I would definitely recommend it. I, I, and I have recommended it since I've watched it. I recommend it to people. I'm like, dude, this is this is good. Watch it. And uh, yeah. I'm hoping that I will get my physical copy also and put it on my shelf and, right. you know, as a piece of art at the same time. So, yeah, yeah man, uh, this is a lot of fun. And the whole point of it is you come out of something and did you have fun with it? And, if you know, you, you have to on, answer honestly. And I think uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the the horror community in general has a lot of fun with movies. Yes, we have a lot of criticism, but I think um, to do things justice, you do it as a constructive way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just say, oh, that sucks, that sucks. You know, and yes. the horror community yeah. is very good at not doing that sometimes. Right. <laughs> or 90% of the time. Yeah, they don't just yeah most of the time. There's yeah. always the few guys that want to just hate everything. That... Yeah, it's that everyone exactly. likes just to be on the opposite end, but uh, we exactly. usually shut those guys up right away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, and um, I want to see more. I want to see more of what this production company, or Chris Hayes's uh, production company, comes out with. And um, I think that they did a really good job in the horror genre. And so I'm hoping that to, to they continue some more scripts out of it. And uh, was very interesting to me is that, of course, you know, you guys heard their interview and stuff, but from an idea to an actual movie is so possible and I'm hoping that people take that as a inspiration and sit there and go you know what I'm thinking about doing a movie where you can you can do it you know Um, Mm -hmm. yes there is money to to be you know spent on these movies and stuff and you have to go get it but I think that listening to uh, Chris's story was like an inspiration on that aspect of like hey uh, if you have ambition and you have the time and dedication and actually like get up and do it, right? You can you can actually make something. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And which some, is which some is stuff cool. will happen really fast and some stuff will take a long time. But like you heard him say that he spent all this time making this one movie and it never even was officially released. Right. And then, right. You know, other stuff. He had this idea and it was talk, talk, talk. Oh, I know a guy. Oh, he wants to throw money at us. Okay, now we're making the movie like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You have and, to uh, just let everything breathe and, and just happen and don't be afraid to to try to uh, make something or, or at least pitch right. an idea or ask somebody some questions or talk about something. So. Yeah, and when you decide to um, get up and make a movie of an idea, live it. Do it every single day, 24-7. That is what you're doing. Um, it seemed to me like talking to them was like that's what they did. They took this project and they were just like, that's all they thought about eat right. sleep you know that's what they did and i and i that's cool because i was like that is the dedication to make something happen so. right right all right no i think we're good um we are gonna have this episode out uh, monday this movie had just come out on the 20th of february uh so we in the first half had all the information about mm-hmm. where you can get this movie and where you can find chris and obviously, if you're listening to this, you know where to find our show. Uh, stay tuned for more bonus episodes and regular episodes and other episodes of other things that we're doing. And all that will be made known when it comes available. Very cool. All right. Uh, thanks. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.